This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, God is so amazing. I'm so, I'm so excited that the Holy Spirit moves in our services and with a word that He just gave us, amen, that He's telling us to get ready for a mighty harvest and He's preparing the church, amen. And some, some believers call it the third wave. And that's the, 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 the final, you know, some uh, theologians say it's the final revival. And that's when, it's gonna, when God's going to sweep in millions of people into the kingdom. And then we know that Jesus is coming back. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen. Well, we've been on a uh, series. Um, it's, it's about callings. And, um, and God has called each one of us. And he has a plan for our lives. Do you believe that today? Amen. And, you know, and he and, you know, and it's not a bad plan. <laughs> we, God has a good plan. Amen. Look at your name and say, God has a good plan for you. you. See, I'm going to get you preaching. And so what we need to do is we need to find out what what his plan is and, and, and walk in it. We, we need an endeavor. You know, God, I, I said I said this before, but God is it, it, he's he's kind of a mystery God. And he's also a discovery God. And so God wants us, you know, in a sense, God's mysterious in a way because he doesn't tell us everything. In other words, he wants us seeking him out. He wants us searching for him. And then when we search for him with part of our hearts, no, no, with, with, with all of our hearts, then we will find him. So God's not looking for lukewarm, is he? He wants us hot for him. How many people are hot for Jesus in the house today or getting hot anyway? And so God wants us hot for Jesus. And uh, so we need, it, we need to stay hot. We need to maintain our relationship with God. Romans eleven twenty nine. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to that scripture. This is the main scripture we've been on for the past four weeks. And this is amazing. It says here, for the gifts and the callings of God... Are, and I'm reading it out of the Amplified, are irrevocable. For he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. So we see here that when, when God gives us a calling and he placed callings on our life, um, and there's general callings of God, you know, there's general callings. You know, there's a general calling like I've ministered that, if you're married and you have a family, then the husband should be working, you know, taking care of his family. Amen. Amen. So that's a general calling. The mom should be taking care of the children. Amen. That, those are general callings. Uh, but then there's specific callings. And God may be specifically calling us uh, to, to um, different areas of the ministry. Amen. I like to say ministry. And, uh, and, so, and so you may be called. You, you, you don't even know really who you are yet. In other words, we are moving into the people that God call, is calling us to be. Do you believe that today? Yeah. Like I said, I'm glad I'm not like I was yesterday, but I'm not where I want to be today. So we keep moving forward. Amen. Hopefully we have moved past some weaknesses and moved past some... Have we moved past... Maybe we're, some of us might still be struggling in some areas, but keep standing on God's word. You're going to make it through. Amen. 
You're going to make it through. So what is God calling? He's calling He's calling the world to be reconciled to Him. He's calling every person to be saved on this planet. The Bible says that, that He's not willing that nobody perish, but all come to the saving grace of our Lord and Savior. So His will, God's will is for no one to go to hell. His will is for everybody to go to heaven. Do you believe that today? For God so loved the world. In other words, Peter says, I perceive that God's not a respecter of persons. When the Gentiles were, came into the kingdom, you know, the, you know, Peter thought it was just for the Jews. But he said, man, I, 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 I see that God's not a respecter of persons. In other words, God's not prejudiced. Amen. Amen. You know, every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Amen. That's why I love this church, because we are a, a group of people of, of different races, glory to God. Uh, praise the Lord. This is like heaven. We're, it's not supposed to be the most segregated uh, uh, time uh, 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 on the weekday. You know what I'm saying? We, we, need, we need to be, you know, together, glory to God. Do you believe that today? And so God's, God's calling everybody to be saved, but he's calling us in a relationship with him and do you know that your number one call is to develop your relationship with God? Yes. You know, that's your number one call is to get is to develop your relationship to get to know God better. Amen. We're called to get to know God better. Yes. Yes. Amen. How do you do that? I, I, the only way I get to know God better, really, the main way is through his word. Amen. Right. I mean, I need to be reading his word like every day. Yeah. I need to be studying his word so I can understand how God thinks. If I can understand how God thinks, then I can please God. Amen. Because if I, if, I, if I find out what God doesn't like and I stay away from those things, and I find out what God likes and I go towards those things, then I'm going to have the blessing of God on my life. Amen. Isn't that right? Yes. And, so I, and so I want to make sure that, that I'm doing everything to please God. And I believe that we have some God pleasers. Do we have any God pleasers in the house today? Amen. How many people want to just walk with God, please God every day? So we want to develop our relationship with God. And in that development of our relationship with God, one of the key things for every Christian, and I mentioned this, is that every Christian should have a church. So, so we need to have a church. And in, in the church, uh, you, need a, you need a pastor. You need somebody to minister to you. You need a, a now word from God. You, you need a pastor to pray for you. You know, I pray for you guys almost every day. I'm not going to say every day, but I, almost every day I'm praying for you. The Ephesian prayers and the prayer, you know, you get, you get, you get in on all the prayers. So you guys are getting, in, you're getting a lot of prayer, amen? Because, see, if you're not blessed and successful out here, then I'm not blessed and successful. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, I want to see God blessing your socks off. And when and ladies, your hose off, amen. And uh, and but but if you're blessed, if you're blessed, I'm blessed. You believe that today? So I want to see you blessed. Glory to God. And and so and so you're you're in church, and and really when you're a believer and you're hooked in with church, then you're under divine protection. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? 
I heard of one evangelist before he would go into the towns to to evangelize in that town, he would hook up with other pastors and let them know that he was there to get other pastors to, to, to hook up with him because that's their territory. And he would get the, the pastors to pray for him and the ministry. Why? Because there's a big bad devil out here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And he's out here to steal, kill, and to destroy. Amen. But he won't kill, steal, and destroy. You know, Christians that know who their God is. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I mean, I mean, Goliath could not take David out. Amen. And so, and so we want to make sure that we're knocking down our Goliath every day that we're here. You believe that today? And sometimes the Goliath will try to come up, but you can knock him down. Amen. Say greater, greater. is he, Jesus, Jesus, that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Amen. You got the greater one in you. Hallelujah. And so number three, um, you know, uh, God's calling us into rulership. Rulership. He's, he's calling us to, to reign over any forces that will try to control our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Thus, thus the title of the, of the sermon today, called to be free. We're called to be free. We're not called to be bound up by anything, especially people's opinions. Hallelujah. In other words, we don't want to have fear of people. No, we want to fear God. And if you have fear of God, then you will fear no man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we want to make sure that, that we're not, you know, controlled by worry. Hello. That we're not controlled by anxiety. That we're not controlled by these things. Amen. Why? Because God is with us. You know, he was with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. You know, and even though, you know, they said, they said, you know, when the king said, you're going to bow or burn, they said, you know, God will deliver us from it or he will deliver us through it. And so I'm going to say this to you this morning. God will deliver you from it or he will deliver you through it. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's, that's why I did not fear the coronavirus. Now, we've had some people in our church get coronavirus, but everybody came through with flying colors. Amen. Amen. I had relatives that, that had, but everybody, and some of these people are over 60. Some of them, I think, were in their 70s, and they still came through with flying colors. Why? Because God can deliver us through the problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Some of you might be going through the problem. What you might need to do is just, you know, when you get all that pressure, just lay down and sleep. Isn't that what, isn't that what Jesus did? He laid down at the bottom and when all the storm came, they woke Jesus up. Remember Peter, he was in jail. He was about ready to get executed. Remember that? And, and, you know, and of course, Jesus already told him, you're going to be an old man before you die. So, so Peter had so much faith in Jesus's words, that he was sleeping, he was sleeping so hard that that uh, the church was praying for for Peter to be set free because they knew he was going to be executed the next day, and he was sleeping so hard. Uh, God sent an angel to Peter and 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 try to wake him. He had a he had a he had to slap him. The Bible said he had to smote him, you know, just to wake Peter up. He was that deep in sleep. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And Peter was so sleepy, he said, is this a dream or is this really happening? And the angel just and took him right out of the jail and 
took them right back where the uh, other disciples were. I'm going to say this. Your prayers are working. Have faith in your prayers. They're working. Some of you are saying, oh, God, I don't know if it's working. Hey, what? You know, they're working. Say, my prayers are working. Angels are, are working on your prayers. Amen? Glory to God. You know, my mom, my mom prayed for my family. I'm telling you, we, we were a, my family was a motley crew. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, you know, my, my mom was the only saved person in the family. And, of course, you know, all boys, you know, one, my sister was older, so she was out of the house. Man. But, but us all as boys, and we were partiers. We were, instead of the hardy boys, we were the party boys. Have you ever heard, have you ever heard that? Uh, have you ever heard of the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew Mysteries and all that? Did you ever ever watch that? Some of you are like, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, uh, so so, but we were the Party Boys when when my parents went out of town. Party! Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I don't know if anybody ever think back when you were a teenager. And I'm telling you, we were the Party Boys. And uh, praise God. And uh, but but you know what? My mom prayed for us. And even though we were, the, we were in the world, anybody used to be in the world? Yes. Amen. And I, we were in the world, and we, were, and, and we were the party boys. And I'm telling you, my mom prayed a prayer for us, and, and she had faith in her prayer. It took 10 years for it to manifest. And you could say, that's a long time, Pastor. Do you know how fast time is flying? Do you know how fast it's flying? I can't believe today is, is July 4th. I, I can't believe it's... I mean, it's just moving so fast. And the older you get, the faster it goes. Do you believe that today? Anybody, anybody, you know, we got any... Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like you look back and like, my God. How, how, I'm, I, it's unbelievable. I, I still see myself as 21. You know what I'm saying? Anybody still see yourself young? I asked my mom, I said, my mom is going to be 80 pretty soon. I asked her, I said, mom, do you really feel 79 or whatever age she was at at the time? She says, no, I still feel as young as I've always felt, you know. I Praise God. Why? You know what? Our youth is renewed. Don't, listen, I'm going to say this to some of you. Just because you're getting older don't mean you're getting worse. I would say that, you know, you're, you're like fine wine. You're going to just get better with age. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, you don't retire, you refire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just because you're getting older doesn't mean that you're obsolete. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Or have you gone home? Let's look at Psalms 91 here. Because I want to talk to you about this morning. And this is our healing service this morning, our delivering service. And I believe that you're going to be healed as you hear. Um, And so here, Psalms 91 10 through 16. Let's look at this. I, I, meant, I, I, I went over Psalms 91 last time I ministered on healing, but it's really good. But I want to give you God's part and I want to give you your part. Now, let's look at God's part here. It says here in Psalms 91 verse 10. God, you know, there's do you know that? Let me just say it this way. That is not not all up on God. If you're going to be blessed. So say, well, it's all on God. And it's, you know it's not all on you either. It's not, it's not you. you know, God helps those that help themselves. Well, that's not in the Bible. Amen. God helps those that ask God for his help. That work with God. But, but there, there's two sides. One side, 
you know, if it's going to get done, you got to get it done. And I understand that. And then there's another side is, well, God, if it's going to get done, God's going to do it. All I got to do is pray for my, for my neighbors and my relatives and people to get, get to saved. And God's going to do it. Well, God may want you to go across the street and witness. That's right. Pastor, can I just stay in my closet and pray? No, you got to get out of your closet. I got a prayer closet, Pastor. Yeah, but you need to get out of that prayer closet. Are you, so us Christians need to get out of the closet. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Our prayer closet and start doing the word of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yeah. Nothing wrong with the prayer closet, but there's times to pray and then there's times to do. Amen. Amen. So let's look at that. That's free this morning. Psalms 91.10. It says here, no evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now when you read this, you'd say, well, pastor, I read this in the New Testament. It wasn't I thought the angels was just for Jesus. Didn't the devil quote that to Jesus? Isn't this... This for Jesus, it is for Jesus and it's for us. Because Jesus is the head and we're the body. And Jesus doesn't want to work work through a broken, busted, you know, sick, you know, uh, uh, impoverished body. No, he wants to work through a strong, healthy, prosperous person. Do you believe that? He can work through those things. He can work through somebody like that. His glory can be displayed through that. But I'm telling you, I think it's a better witness, hallelujah, to be displayed through a healthy... Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. And so so God wants us walking in the fullness of the blessing of healing. Amen? So it says here, this is God's part, that no evil shall before you. That's God's part. Then our part says, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample under your foot. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I'll set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I love this. Uh, You know, sometimes you hear songs written, only the good die young. Have you ever, you, ever, you ever heard that song, Only the Good Die Young? And, uh, and we get these I- ideas, you know, uh, well, God took them early. You know, we, we, we hear some of this, this stuff. God just must have needed another angel in heaven. That's why God took them early. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Well, these are erroneous sayings. The, you know, we need to be, you know, New Testament taught than, than being, you know, indoctrinated by religious thoughts. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Well, God, and it, it's just a, a cop-out. When, when pastors, you know, say stuff like that. Well, God just, God just took them. You know, it's all about God. Now, it might be about us too. Amen. Amen. In other words, we have a say-so of how long we live down here on earth. You say, what? I thought we had, when our number's up, pastor, our number's up. God has that number that day. No, you know, um, there are people in the Old Testament, I think it was uh, Hezekiah, 
yeah, you know, uh, the prophet went in, talked to Hezekiah, and said, listen, uh, Hezekiah, your number's up. Hezekiah said, what? Your number's up. Get your house in order. You're done. And you know what? That prophet, I mean, that was like, that's like a, like a serious word. You get a word like that, that's it. And don't be like Judas and go hang yourself. Amen. <laughs> My number's up. That's it. No, no, no. Hezekiah, he turned his face to the wall. He prayed and he cried out to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know how I try to serve you and how I try to do everything right. And before that prophet left the kingdom, God turned him around and said, tell him he has 15 more years. Tell him he will be healed. And not only that, the army that's attacking him, I'm going to take care of that army too. Well, what, what, what is God saying in his work? He's saying, are, are you willing to turn to him when, when all things are falling apart, when things aren't working, or even when you get a, a word where it's over? A lot of times the devil will tell you, it's over. Yes. No turning back. Yes. It's over. It's never over. Amen. And it's not even over if you're dead. What? It's not even over if you're dead because Jesus has the keys of death and hell. He can reach down even if you're dropping to hell, pull you back up into your body and give you a ministry. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? See, sometimes we limit God. We think, oh, God can't do that. God can do anything. I mean, I'm reading. I'm, I'm thinking about how powerful. God is powerful. God can, you've got to get a revelation that God can do anything. Anything. This one guy was coming against Israel and said, I, you know, I took out all these nations and he, he served some false god. And he said, I, and you think your God's going to protect you, Israel? I, I'm going to take you out. My, my army's bigger. We're bigger and badder. And, and, and of course, uh, the, the, the king of Israel prayed and said, God, do you hear what he's saying? And God said, I heard what he said. And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to take his army out, send him back home, and he's, and he's going to get killed. And I'm thinking, God's powerful. Amen. The Bible says that God got involved. Yes. <laughs> when God gets involved, forget about it. As they say in New York, forget about it. If God gets involved. Now, if it's just you, then, you know, you better fend for yourself. But if God gets involved and, and everything happened. Uh, the angel killed 186,000 people. One angel killed, uh, of the army sent the guy back, you know. He, he was worshiping his God, and, his two son, and, and, and the guy's two sons came in and killed him in that temple where he was. God can do anything. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? God can do anything. He got you here this morning, right? Some may say it's a miracle. My God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You're, inter- you're watching online. You, it might be a miracle that you're watching Pastor Dave online today. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may, I, mean, I mean, you could have had Good Morning America or Good Morning Exceed Life Church. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so we need to get a revelation of this, that, that God loves us, that he can do anything. And so let's look at Luke 10, 19, because this is powerful. Because this morning I'm talking to you about authority and that we need to learn to take our authority or the devil will take his authority over us. So again, it's not all about God. And again, it's not all about you. It's God and us working together the hope of glory. So he says here, behold, I give you authority. This is in Luke 10, 19. 
I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Say, I believe that. You got to believe that. You got to be studying these scriptures. When, when, when people are coming against you and say, man, they hurt me, they hurt me. No, you need to read this scripture. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. You know, you know how you will never be hurt? Amen. Love the word and you will never be offended. Amen. The Bible says if you love the word, you'll never be hurt. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so he's saying that we can trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says here, um, who did rescue us out of the authority of darkness and did translated us uh, into the reign of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. Amen. So we see here that, that really Satan was dethroned twice. Do you know Satan was dethroned twice? First, he was dethroned when he got kicked out of heaven. Remember when Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall light, light. Remember, Satan said, I'm going to make my, I'm going to ascend upon the north. I'm going to, he had his eyes, I will, I will, I will. And then God had his eye wills. Right? And, 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 and I'm going to say that Satan is stupid. You say, well, he's a smart. No, he's stupid. Anytime you think you can exalt over the creator and you're a created being, you're dumb. You're, you're really dumb. You think God would create a, a being that would be greater than himself? Come on. And then we watch these movies where the computers take over the world. Artificial intelligence, AI. It won't ever happen because there's always a plug. Amen. Right? You can always unplug the computer. It will never happen. You say, maybe computers will take over. Uh, I've seen some of the computers they try to make. No, they're never. They're, men can never make a computer, a robot. Can, they're not God. Amen. It will never be, you know, human. It, we, we are magnificently created. We, there's so much in us that, that no man can, can, can create. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? You know how valuable and how precious and, and how awesome you are created. Amen. You need to get a revelation of that. And so, and so, so, so Jesus uh, or God, he dethroned the devil twice. And, and the first time when, when of course, uh, when he told him, when he, you know, he kicked him out of heaven. And the second time when, when Jesus went down to hell and took the keys of, of death and hell from the devil. Amen. And so, and so he was dethroned twice. In other words, the devil's a double loser. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The devil will try to call you a loser. No, he's a double loser. And guess what? He lost you. He thought he had you. He thought he had you on the run. He thought he had, you know, he can't control you. The devil, no matter what he tries to put on us, he can't control us. Man. You, 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 got, you got to get an understanding that you tread upon serpents and scorpions, which is a likeness of the devil and demonic spirits. They're more scared of you than you should be of them. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But the world doesn't know this. Traditional Christianity doesn't teach this. 
Traditional Christianity doesn't teach that you have authority. Traditional Christianity would say, well, you know, you just got to pray it through and hopefully and maybe God needed an angel in heaven and you never know when your time is up. No, no, with long life. He will satisfy me. I know when my time is with long life. 120 years, thank you very much. I was reading about that yesterday, and uh, they, uh, they have the oldest person in the world, and that person is 118 years of age. Document it today. And then they had some that were 116, and then some that were 114. And, and I, I think the, um, they're, and most of them are women. <laughs> Ladies live longer than men. But I'm going to change that. Glory to God. I'm going to live long. Amen. And uh, yeah, because women are biologically stronger than men. You know that, right? Men, men you know that women are biologically stronger what? because they can put, they have, they have to be to put up with their husbands. Okay, we'll continue. We'll continue. Amen. <laughs> they got to be biologically stronger. Hallelujah. So let's look at this because the world, see, even the world thinks Christians are dumb. You know, the world even thinks we, we're, we're dumb people. Amen. You're following God. You're going to church. You're reading your Bible. And, and they, they think you're dumb. We're not dumb. Amen. No, if you follow God, you're smart. Glory to God. But, but the, world, the world thinks they're smart. And really, if you're going to get smart, you've got to consider yourself dumb. I'm going to say it again. If you're going to get smart in God, you better consider yourself, your own intelligence, dumb. In other words, you should even consider yourself, even where you're at in Jesus right now, you should consider yourself dumb still. In other words, you don't know it all. You're still learning. You're still in a process of growth. There's still still many aha moments. That's called revelation. We need those aha moments. To get us out of the rain. Amen. So here it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. It says, but if our gospel be hid, uh, it is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them, which believes not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So we see here that the, that the, the people of this planet that aren't saved, that don't have Jesus, their minds are blinded from seeing the truth. We need to be praying for our relatives that the blinders be removed. We need to be praying and and believing that God's going to open their eyes to truth. Because you don't, I'm going to say this, you don't come to God on your own initiative. No, it's God that draws you by his spirit and wakes you up to the revelation that you need him. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? It's, it's, it's God's grace. Through grace we're saved. Thank God for grace. So God, is, His grace draws us into, into a relationship with Him. And so we need to be praying that the scales of people's eyes that we're believing for uh, will be removed from them and that the light of the gospel will be revealed to them. Do you believe that today? And so the devil is behind this world system. Some say, well, if God has it all in control, why is this planet so messed up? Well, can I give you a clue? God has heaven in control. He doesn't have the earth in control. If the earth was in control, everybody would be obeying him. 
In other words, there's free will down here, here and, 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 and people have a right to choose evil or good. And because God gives us free will, God's not going to encroach on somebody's free will, even if they're doing evil. Eventually, it will catch up with them. But there's evil being done down here. God doesn't want evil being done down here. That's why we need to be praying and we need to be activists and we need to be setting up YouTube channels and doing things and talking to people and telling people the truth. Glory to God. And, and get, get, I'm not getting on Facebook because that's of the world. Well, well, yes, it is. And I totally get it. And I understand. But get a Facebook account and then put scriptures up every time. Of course, they won't send it out to too many people, but no, we'll continue. <laughs> but when Scripture's out, get the Word out. Glory to God. In other words, let's start invading the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, my message from last week, we're ambassadors. And so, and so the devil is behind all false religions, false thinking, uh, corrupt ideas, religious ideas that puts God in a box that keeps God, you know, and, it, and you know, God's name's not Jack. Amen. And we don't, Jack in the box. And we don't want to put Jack, God in a box. I know some of you are like, oh, okay. you get it on the way home. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We don't want to put God in a box. Well, God can only move this way. Do you know God can save people in church? He can save people on the streets. He can save people in the supermarket. He can heal people out there. He can heal people in here. God can move any way he wants to move. Are you listening? Don't just say, well, this is my God time, Pastor. It's Sunday morning. God time. God time. And then you don't have any God time the rest of the week. No, every day is God time. You get up, it's God time. It's God time. Everywhere you go, it's God time. No, it's Sunday morning. No, God time's every way you wake up, you get up, you make it God time. Put on some worship. Start worshiping God. Raise your hands as an evening offering. Plug into God. Get, Get heaven down here on earth. Some of you say, well, I'm waiting for God to move. Well, you know, Smith Wigglesworth says, if the spirit doesn't move, I move the spirit. Hallelujah. Well, what does that mean? You better get up and start moving. Yeah. Well, I just don't feel like singing this song. I don't like this song. Well, stay in the mully grubs. <laughs> Be a stick in the mud. No, you might need to start singing and praising and worshiping anyhow. Glory to God. Well, I just don't feel like it. Remember that song we just sang? I'm not going to go by feelings anymore. And then that other secular song, feelings, nothing more than feelings. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Remember that song? Who sang that song? I forgot. But anyway, we'll continue. Don't look it up. Amen. I'm going to play that song. Feelings. Tearing me apart. Okay. Let's continue here. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Man, glory to God. Look at John 10, 7 through 10. Man, I'm trying to get through this. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, and whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. I love that. 
So what is Jesus saying? Well, some, some smart people say, well, you know, Christianity's been around, but this, this other religion's been around longer than Christianity. Uh, yeah, so that means they must, they're, they're the original. No, no, Judaism's been long, around longer, and Judaism went into Christianity, glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yes, and, and yes, there were idol worship before God called Abraham into a relationship. Yes, we know that, idol worship. We knew they were worshiping gods before then. But Jesus said, all those that came before me are thieves and robbers. Amen. What is he saying? He said, it doesn't matter. What the devil tries to put out there, what you're in now is true. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so what I'm talking to you about, I'm talking that, 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 that Jesus and Christianity uh, triumphs any other religion out there. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and I have a lot of them. But I love this one because I want to... See, see, you need to live your life by some scriptures. Some of you are like, uh, do, you, do you have any foundational scriptures that you stand on because, see, if you don't have some foundational strip scriptures to stand on, then the enemy is going to blow you back and forth. You're going to be like a ship tossed to and throw, you know, as, as every, with every wind of doctrine, as, as one person said, you know, because, you know, you need to be on a solid foundation and you better be on a solid foundation of the word of God. And you better have some foundational scriptures in your arsenal. Because the devil's coming. And he's coming to take, to steal, kill, and to destroy. To try to pull the word of God from you. And you better stand on God's word. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The Bible says, if I delight myself in the Lord, he will, not maybe and might, give me the desires of my heart. Yes. Well, that means if I put God first, sell out totally to God, then he's going to give me the desires of my heart. Woo! Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Does that mean ice cream, Pastor? Whatever you want, glory to God. The <laughs> desires of your heart. Any flavor you want. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? No, we need to get sold out to God. We need to get a revelation that, that, that the devil is here, but he's here, here to still kill and destroy. How does he do that? He, he does that through uh, poverty, and he does that through sickness. Amen. Jesus, uh, in Acts 10, 38, this is Peter speaking to the householder Cornelius. And he says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So what did Jesus do? He went about doing good and healing all. From what? From those that were oppressed from the devil. So, so who does the oppressing? The devil. Uh, so when somebody is sick, it, it, it's the devil that's behind it. I'm going to say again, if somebody's sick, you know, even Smith Wigglesworth believed, and he was a mighty man of God that walked in miracles of God, he believed all sickness came from the devil. And I believe it's from this right here. It says, now, it, directly or indirectly? Can I say it again? Directly or indirectly. It could be a spirit, a demonic spirit attacking your body in a form of cancer. 
And, and the spirit might need to be delivered from a person for him to be healed from cancer. Or it could be organic, but then if the devil starts whispering in your ear, you got cancer, you got cancer, and you start believing it, I got, maybe I have cancer. Maybe I have cancer. And you start believing it, and whatever you believe, you will receive. And it will conceive. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So whatever you believe, the, Job, in the Bible says the very thing, you know, he believed came upon him. The very thing that, you know, he had a fear, the very thing he feared came upon him. So if the enemy can work in our fears, he can make something come to pass. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Somebody say no weapon formed against me, my family, my friends, exceed life church, shall prosper in Jesus name. The enemy will say, you're going down. No, I'm coming up. You're going down for the count. You're not going down for the count. Just the fact that you're getting that in your, in your ear tells me that you're going up. Because the devil's a liar. He's just trying to get you to believe a falsity, if that's a word. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yeah, I'll make up words in here. That's all right. Amen. Just make up these words. A falsity. Sounds good anyway. Amen. Us, us preachers can do that kind of stuff. Amen. So, so here in t- Acts 10, 38, it says the devil is, dith- uh, he is, he is dethroned in our, in our lives from sickness. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation of that. Now, you know, John 12, 31, 32 says it this way. Now it is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So right now, uh, I'm saying this to you today, that the devil has already been judged. So I'm going to say this to you this morning, that the devil's not your problem. <clears throat> oh, that's strong, Pastor. Pastor, come on, man. I, you know, anybody used to, I, you know, I used to watch a lot of TV back in the day. Anybody ever used to watch Flip Wilson? The devil made me do it. Remember, he used to say, the devil made me do it. He was a comedian, right? Flip Wilson. And he, and, and he would blame it on the devil. The devil made me do it. The devil can't make you do anything. The devil made me do it. No, you better look in the man in the mirror. You know, we have choices. There's no temptation that is common to man. But God is faithful. With every temptation, he will make a way of escape. So you can bear up under it. In other words, there's nothing that is common to man. In other words, everything is common. The devil's not doing any new tricks. He's, not, he, he's, he, he's still doing the same things he's been doing thousands and thousands of years. Still trying to tempt us in every different way he can. He, 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 can't, he, he can't do anything different. He has to keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Because he can't do anything supernatural. But we serve a supernatural God and we stand on a supernatural word. So we, we, we have him dead to rights. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So let me, let me just give you a couple keys here. 
And we, number one, we must take our authority over the enemy that is trying to dominate our environment. You must take authority over it. You have to take authority over the devil. Matthew 18, 18 says this, Verily I say to you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So, so what, what am I saying to you this morning? Jesus is saying this, that we have the power to bind and we have the power to loose. And we need to start taking our authority. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's, you know, some of us like, man, if I can get to that healing evangelist, if I could just get to that healing evangelist, man, I'll be healed. No, if you just get some faith, you can be healed. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And like, like the lady that was healed of the issue of blood and she was messed up for 12 years. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And, and Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Go and be you know, healed of your affliction. And he called her a daughter of Abraham. He said, your faith. And remember when Jesus, he was walking around, he said, and power went from him. He said, who touched me? So Jesus didn't initiate it. Boy, that's pretty good, isn't it? In other words, your faith can set you free. Your faith can deliver you. Your faith. Don't, don't negate your, don't put your faith on somebody else. If I could just get to the man of God. No, just get to the word of God. Now, I'm not discounting the man of God. I'm just saying that the word of God is powerful and it can set you free. Number two, we need to get into agreement with God's word by confessing the scriptures pertaining to our situation. you You need to be talking like the son of God every day of your life. When circumstances don't look right, when things are looking messed up, you better be confessing the word of God and not the circumstances. You keep confessing what is and you'll have what is. You call those things that be not as though they were. That's a biblical principle. Listen, I I see successful people out here. I see people breaking into new realms of prosperity in here. I see people that are going to fund the end time harvest. And some of you are going to become millionaires in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you why. So we can build a big church. So we can get many people saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, we're going to have the best building in town. We all got to start somewhere. Glory to God. But if you're faithful in the little... God will make you a ruler over much. But you got to stay faithful in a little. And pretty soon you're running the town for Jesus. Pretty soon we're, we're running it, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And God's moving us up. Like that one song, moving on up to the top, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Anybody remember that? To Jefferson's, right? Wheezy. Is that right? He was in a big deluxe apartment in the sky. We're moving on up too. We're going to do that to the mansion in the sky. Beans don't burn on the kitchen or something like that. On the grill.
<laughs> and, then, and then I used to watch Good Times. In the hood, you know, but we can... Good Times! <laughs> oh, those are great shows. They should bring them all back. Amen? What? And JJ, what's happening? Or Dynamite! Okay. <laughs> Some of you are dynamite in the spirit. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's continue. What you talk about, Willis? Let's go. <laughs> Get into agreement with God's word. <laughs> By confessing the scriptures, you know, the Bible says in Psalms 107, verse 2, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so, (laughs) who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. There was a song, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so. Anybody remember that song? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. In other words, you say, Pastor, I'm bound. No, you're set free. No, no, I'm bound. No, you're set free. Well, no, no, I'm bound. No, stop saying you're bound. No, you're set free. But you don't know. I keep going back. It doesn't matter. You're free. Every time you go, say, thank God I'm doing this for the glory of God. That's what, that's what one preacher said, this one person that was a smoker said, I'm trying to get free of it. That nicotine has me. Oh, my God, I'm bound at the altar of nicotine, you know. And, um, and someone said, you know, uh, will, will smoking send you to hell? I said, and that preacher said, no, smoking may not send you to hell. It may make you smell like you've been there, but it won't send you to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But, but what, what the pastor said to him was, you want to be set free of smoking? Yes, I want to be set free. Every time you light up, say, I'm doing this for the glory of God. Because the Bible says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it for the glory of God. So every time that person lit, he said, I'm doing this for the glory of God. You know, after about five or six times, he couldn't do it for the glory of God. He just couldn't. Man, I can't do this. I'm doing this for the glory of God. The power of God set him free. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And start confessing you're free, not you're bound. You're free. God sees you free. From whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Get in agreement with God's word. God's trying to get you to agree with him. If you know, if two or more gathered agreeing, touching anything in his name, it shall be done. How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? Amos 3 3. Amen. So three uh, here is as determine your healing is not just a promise to pursue, but an established fact in the mind of God. So we got to get a revelation that our healing or deliverance is not a promise to pursue, but it's already set as a fact in the mind of God. So when Jesus paid the price for our healing and our deliverance 2000 years ago, it was already set. In other words, God's going to do everything he's going to do about your healing. He's already done it. It was already done 2,000 years ago. And so you got to accept it. you got to get into a place where I receive that. I accept my deliverance. I accept my healing. But pastor, I'm still dealing with, with issues. Yes, but you keep accepting the truth. In other words, it's the truth of God's word over the facts of your situation. And the facts, 
when the, when the truth becomes big enough in our life, the facts will dissipate in our life. When the truth becomes more real than the problem we're dealing with, then we'll be free of that problem. What the problem is, the problem is bigger than the truth that we're standing on. And if that problem keeps staying bigger, if we keep looking at that problem, we keep looking at that mountain, it will just appear to get bigger. But instead of talking about the mountain, talking about why things aren't working, talking about why we're so bound up or why we're sick, or maybe it's because we did something in our past and it's this divine judgment and it's our cross to bear and we have a Job's ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, Job got got healed and he got double for his trouble. So if you got a Job ministry, it's time for you to get out of the wilderness and get into the promised land. If you got a job ministry, then you're in a good place. Get ready for the double. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Ah, I talked to a guy like that. I was, man, I was, I was, I was in this place, and I was talking to this guy, and he said, and he had all kinds of physical issues. I said, you know, God can heal you and all that. He said, well, I have a job's ministry. What? I have a job. Yeah, I, I've encountered this and that, and it's it's for the glory. It's my cross to bear. And some people really believe that. Their sickness, their weakness, their poverty is across. You know, your poverty could be because you don't work. (laughs) Don't work, don't eat. Maybe because you don't budget. (laughs) Maybe it's because you're not doing some things. Man, I'm stepping on toes this morning, but okay, that's good. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so don't blame it. Again, don't blame it all on God. So, so, so we got to get a revelation of some of these things. Amen. So we need to get, number four, we need to get an agreement with, with believers. We, we, we need to get agreement uh, with uh, other believers. In Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you, if two or more get gathered or agreeing on earth concerning anything they ask, it shall be done unto them by my Father in heaven. See, that's the reason why it's good as a, as a Christian to have a church and have a pastor. So when you come up for prayer, we can get into agreement. And hopefully you have a pastor that's a believing pastor. Amen. Hopefully you have a pastor that believes. Believes that God is a miracle worker. Believes that God wants you delivered. Because if you don't have a pastor that truly believes, you don't want to pray with that man. Because right. he may think that, you know, maybe it's time for you to go home. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Brother Hagin tried to, he read in the scriptures, call upon the elders of the church and you shall be healed. And he was dying. And he had an incurable blood disease. He had heart issues. The, 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 he was 16 years of age and he wasn't going to make it past 17 years of age and he was going to die. It's very clear. He had like five doctors that said, there's no way. Medical science can't help you. And then he saw in the scriptures, if I could just call a preacher... Take it, and the preacher came in, and with his solemn voice, he says, uh, "He said, can you pray for me?'" And he said, "I'll pray for you." Oh Lord, make it quick! In his solemn voice, oh Heavenly Father, the will of God, you know, you know, and uh, you know, it's the will of God for long life. I don't think that preacher read, you know, uh, James five fourteen. If there be any sick among you, let him ask for the elders of the church. Glory to God. 
And the prayer of faith will save them, heal them, deliver them, and set them free. You know what the problem is? Why people aren't getting healed? Because they're not calling for a pa- pastor. They're not calling for an elder. Doesn't the Bible say asking you shall receive? You need a call. It's not even biblical for me just to show up. You want prayer? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because it takes no kind of... Listen, it takes a little humility to call. Pastor, I need you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, man, I, I need... It takes some humility to, to call upon the elders. It takes a little... It, that is a sign of humility, which is a sign of repentance. Repentance. And in, in that sign, that means that you're turning to God. You're turning to the man of God. You're believing God to do something. Amen. You're getting in agreement. And there's power in agreement. If one can cast a thousand, two can cast ten thousand. What can three do? What can this church do? I'm telling you, we're turning Virginia Beach upside down. You guys saying, yeah, yeah, all right. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm beginning to believe this. I've got to close this thing down, amen? I'm going to say this in number five. Always evoke the name of Jesus. Always evoke the name of Jesus. Uh, the name of Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe. Devils fear the name of Jesus. They don't want you even praying. Sometimes you will be in a public assembly and maybe like a city type thing. And they say, don't use the name of Jesus. You can pray in God's name or in his name. In his name. Amen. No, no. Use, be bold about the name of Jesus. uh, There's no other name in heaven on earth. There's no other name. I mean, that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, heaven, earth, and below that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. And we will bow willingly or unwillingly, but we will bow to that name of Jesus. Sinners will bow to that name. Willingly or unwillingly, eventually they will bow. But I want to bow willingly, amen? So we know this, and I'm trying to close here. In Acts 3, uh, Peter and John went to the temple uh, to worship, and there was this beggar there. And he was begging, and, uh, and he, he couldn't walk. He was uh, sitting at there trying to get some money. And Peter says in Acts 3, 6, And Peter says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. So what did Peter have? The most powerful name in the universe. He had better than gold, better than money. He had the name of Jesus. He evoked the name of Jesus. And in Acts uh, uh, 3.16, it says, uh, they're saying, you know, they got so excited about Peter uh, raising up this invalid and this guy getting up and he was running, he was walking and dancing and jumping up and down. And he he laid there. I mean, he was the the beggar that couldn't walk. And, And God did a notable miracle. And they were so excited. They thought it was because of Peter and John, because of their holiness and because of their greatness. And Peter said, no, it's not because of, our, our greatness is because of God's greatness, because of Jesus' greatness. And then he says in Acts 3.16, uh, it was done through the faith in the name of Jesus, New Living Translation, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before you, your very eyes. So, so Peter actually says it. It's the faith. How many people have faith in Jesus? 
How many people in the house today have faith in the name of Jesus? How many people evoke the name of Jesus every day of your lives? You better start. Start unifying. You know, you know, I can't even speak right now. Start using the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, number six, we need to invoke praise and thanksgiving. I'm telling you, you're going to come out of your problem. You better start thanking God that you're out of it. You start, better start thanking God. You start praising God that you're out of it. You know, the Bible says it's the will of God, you know, in all things to give thanks. So, so we need to start praising and thanking God. I, I love the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. You know, he was dead for four days. That's why I said it's never over even if you're dead. Because God still can reach down and do something amazing. And so again, we know this, that Jesus uh, in, in John 11, 38 through 44, uh, and, and no, there's a scripture in there that says Jesus wept. Did anybody ever read, read that? And that's the shortest scripture in the Bible, in the New Testament, Jesus wept. And some would say, well, he must have really loved Lazarus, that's why he wept and, and all that. No, he wept because of their, un, uh, because of their unbelief. He wept because they didn't understand who was standing there with them. They, he, he had to remind them, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me shall never die, will live and never die. He had to keep reminding them, do you know who's with you? Of course, you know, Mary and Martha, if you could have been here, you could have saved her. He said, I am the resurrection. Life. In other words, I'm about ready to mess up a perfectly good funeral. And then Martha just kept, didn't believe. And then finally he said, move the stone. And he, she says, oh, uh, he stinks. He's been in the grave for you. Some of our faith stinks. Some of our faith isn't where it needs to be. Some of our faith is smelling kind of bad. And sometimes we just need to remove those things that are blocking our faith. Glory to God. Remove those things and receive the word that's able to save our souls. And so what did Jesus do? Jesus said this. He prays to the Father. And he says, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. What did Jesus did? He praised and thanked God before he saw the answer. He said, I thank you, Father. You always hear me. But because of these, uh, you know, we're going to raise uh, Lazarus from the dead. He said, I thank you that you hear me. And we need to start believing that God's hearing us, that he's listening to us, that he's not turning a deaf ear, but he's listening, he's hearing our prayers. Just like that prophetic word that went forth this morning, that God is seeing our fastings. He's hearing our prayers. We're getting, I'm telling you, we're building monuments in heaven. Are, you, are you any of your prayers building monuments in heaven? Cornelius' prayers did. Cornelius wasn't even a believer. And the Bible said the angel came down and said, Yo, your, your prayers came up as a memorial. Yes. They kept popping up before God. Our prayers can come as a memorial. And God says, i got to do something here. He is. He's moving with a great and strong and mighty hand, delivering and setting the captives free. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth, glory to God. And I'm telling you, whatever's dead in our lives can come forth by the power of the Word of God if we give God some thanks and praise and worship 
to him. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So if you take some of these keys and start operating in these keys and start understanding your authority in Christ, you're going to be walking in more freedom and freedom and freedom. I'm telling you, you're going to feel like that you're in heaven on earth. Do you believe that today? I'm looking at, I'm not looking at anybody bound in here. I'm looking at people that are set free, glory to God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm telling you, you're free in the Spirit. And from whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Do you believe that? But what, what do I got to do to be free indeed? Continue in the Word. Continue in the Word. Stay in the Word. Keep studying the Word. Keep coming to church. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep it up. Keep doing it. Have faith in the seed. Have faith that the seed is working. His word will not return void, but will accomplish all that he desires it to accomplish. Isaiah 55. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Somebody say it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's working. God's working. On the issue. On the problems. I'm free. I'm free. I am free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you that we are a free people. I thank you, Lord. In 1776, we were set free, Father, of the dominion of England. And we became a nation and we're free. And I thank you that, that this nation was, was brought together. Really, I really believe for religious um, and for religious reasons. So we have, could have freedom to worship you, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that America is built on, on, on you, God. Oh, we just thank you, Lord God, that it was built on religious freedom. And I thank you, Father God, that you are setting the captives free. And I thank you for those that are watching online today and those that may be in the audience. And I thank you, Father God, that maybe you haven't made Jesus king in your life. Maybe you haven't put him uh, first place well, today's the day of salvation. Today is to make Jesus king of your life. Put him on the throne of your heart. And when you put Jesus on the throne of your heart, he will set you free from any bondage that the evil one will try to place on you. So, so today's the day of salvation. I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean it in your heart if you're ready to move forward in God. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross. For my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord, my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit, with your power to walk this Christian life in freedom and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.